0: Update on the dude who killed the four college students in Idaho. Look at him. Look at this guy. He looks like the type of dude who is, um, you know, starting to experience the effects of Lou Gehrig's disease. You know? where you're all head and you're from the neck down, your body's starting to like fall apart. I don't know how he managed to kill four young, healthy college students, this fucking pipsqueak. But he did. There was an extradition hearing today to get this fucker from Pennsylvania to Idaho to begin the proceedings to potentially bring him to justice. Brian Koberger. We talked yesterday how he has been a uh, in the criminal criminal justice, criminology field. And uh, was working on some, uh, like a PhD. One of his professors... Um, knows btk very very well and has communicated with him over the years uh she speaks on beyond a lot of like podcasts and uh true crime shows about the nature of the beast of someone like uh, dennis Rader, btk so there is kind of a strange connection to a serial killer uh One of the ways sometime investigators, when they're trying to match up if there's any connection to a murder victim with DNA left behind to a potential um, bad person who they suspect did it, you um, try to get a DNA sample. And sometimes investigators, when they're figuring out who is who and what's what, um, without tipping off the bad guy, they might stalk them, see where they go. Wait for them to take a uh, swig of coffee out of a cup, throw the cup away, fish the cup out of the garbage, um, try to salvage any DNA that is on the cup to match to DNA at the crime scene. That happens. And this dude, Brian Kohlberger, investigators think he was well aware of that and was being very, very careful. As he went about his life for the several weeks after the attack and the death of these four students. Um, There's very little information that has come out about this. However, there is one that the uh, Daily Mail is running with. Uh, The man accused of these slayings was allegedly stalking them in the weeks leading up to the murders and wore gloves in public places after the killings. Kohlberger was fastidious about not leaving his fingerprints behind after the murders, even wearing gloves when he entered a grocery store, according to a friend of one of the police officers assigned to follow him there. He's not stupid and has been very careful, the anonymous source said. Uh, While Kohlberger was under surveillance in Pennsylvania, according to the source, police witnessed him appearing to try and avoid leaving any more DNA or fingerprints behind by taking protective measures in public a good friend of ours a good friend of ours was one of the cops who has been following him the last couple days the source explained of their connection to the surveillance on Coldburger in pennsylvania so take this with a grain of salt but this is a uh, screenshot of this anonymous tipster coming forward Anonymous police. He was arrested only 40 minutes from our home near our aunt and uncle's. Went to school with my cousins. His sister lives in our town. A good friend of ours was one of the cops who'd been following him the last couple of days. He coaches with my husband and was telling him all the crazy details. He followed him into a giant, that's a local grocery store, and wore gloves the entire time. Um... He'd been stalking them for weeks, not sure if they ever interacted, but his cell phone pings followed the victim's every move for weeks. So freaking scary and disturbing. I've been so invested in this case the last six weeks and to find out how close he is to us and that one of our friends found him and arrested him is just crazy. So that's, again, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I fully expected... I mean, not some guy to look like uh, uh, this idiot. I mean, he he looks harmless. Now, if I had seen someone like Boring Dean, then I would have been like, oh, yeah. In a lot of ways, I mean, someone did kill these four. And, you know, if it were Boring Dean to do that. Do you know how quickly I would rush to every TV camera in the world to talk about how there's a connection between your old pal Eric Zane and Boring Dean? Talk about vindication. If it was Boring Dean and uh, all this time I've been saying, I don't know, the guy just strikes me as a fucking psychopath and a creep because he follows my every step and comes to my house and bangs on my door and shit like that if everybody's saying no no he's just funny he's just, just he's hilarious he's help he's harmless i'd be like yeah fuck you hey what's up it's your pal easy with another amazing partner for the eric zane show podcast the Ufi video lock oh my gosh smart lock 2k cam and doorbell three in one triple security you got everything in one device all right, rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's gonna work okay in that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes, they walk up to the door, they punch it in, the door unlocks, in they go. Powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y slash video lock. Can you imagine the vindication? I would take the slowest victory lap ever. I would I would make arrangements, travel arrangements, to go to every single person uh, of th- that ilk to bang on their door and tell them to suck my dick if that happened. If it was Dean who did it, I'd go up to Cedar Springs to the homeless shelter where the Shafers live and tell them to suck my dick. That's what I would do. I would go uh, over to the battered men's shelter where Nick lives in uh, in Maine and say, "Suck my dick." That would be. I, I would act. I'm going to take one year off the podcast to go visit all of these pieces of shit and tell them, "See, I was right. I was right." Holy shit! <laughs> Chris says. He murdered those people for the show. Look at all this content. Referring to this dude who's accused of killing um, the kids, those four college students. Kyler writes, um, hold on, sorry. He's been bullied for his eyebrows since day one. He hid his killer instinct in his eyebrows. What the fuck? Concerning uh, death by one of these horrible ways that we described. Ram says, if you fell into the industrial shredder legs first, you would feel every bone being crushed until it reaches your chest. Yeah, that's rough. That's bad. So that is a caveat. Uh, Legs first would be a problem. Same thing with wood chipper. Same thing with airplane. I still say tuna, pressure cooker death. Uh, It's tough to beat that. If the 12,000 pounds of canned tuna didn't kill you, uh, the two and a half hours in the pressure cooker while the rest of your coworkers wonder where you are uh, would have to do it. So, all right, Iowa suspect. You know, at, uh, it, in, at the end of the day, though, in all honesty, um, these six kids, there's four that were killed. Um, I don't know who is who. I think the lady with, who's on the shoulders, she is of the deceased uh, as is the chick who's holding her on her shoulders. Uh, the, the tall dude is Ethan. Look at him. Oh, my God. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think the three blondes, so there's four in this picture. But, I mean, look at all of these people. These six beautiful, bright people. What the fuck is going on? What could possibly have happened that would have made this maniac want to do this? And that's always a question that you ask these psychopaths. Uh, what is happening there? And, and why is it that terrible to just float the idea of when we find out who did uh, what and when and why, we just shoot him in the head? What is the big fucking deal about this? I think sometimes we're just too civilized. A little bit more about this. Police were on his tail during the cross-country road trip and continued to follow him back to Albrightsville, Pennsylvania, where he was ultimately apprehended. Now, after the—like, as earlier, I I skipped a a paragraph— After the murders, he first returned to teaching at Washington State, but then he drove 2,000 miles from Idaho to Pennsylvania in order to hide out at his parents' Pocono's home. He got pulled over twice in Illinois for some reason. I think he was speeding, and then a short time after that, he got another pulled over again for following too close to another motorist. Uh, According to students in his class, so they've been talking to the students in the class the, as he's student teaching. They said, oh, yeah, I mean, if, if, uh, if this is a guy who did it while he was teaching us, he acted like nothing ever happened. Multiple, uh, multiple students in the program told Fox Seattle that Koberger did not appear different following the murders. Um, the campus of his school is only a 15-minute drive um, from where the incident happened. Ben Roberts, a criminology student, told the Fox affiliate that Kohlberger was confident and outgoing, but still appeared as if he was always looking for a way to fit in. Um, More interactions with people that uh, knew him. Kohlberger memorably harassed female staff at Seven Siren Brewing Company near his hometown in northeast Pennsylvania. Uh, One of the people told NBC that employees labeled Kohlberger in their system as a guy who makes creepy comments. Boy, who else do you know has done that? And said he once called a staffer a bitch for spurning his advances. This is why you got to take this shit seriously. You know, you never know. So in my opinion, there is no difference between Kohlberger and Boring Dean based on the facts that I have because I don't know anything as a fact about Kohlberger all I know is that people think he was a creep and I think Dean's a creep so there you go right now Dean is no uh, no different than a man accused of being a serial killer in my opinion